Hello everyone. I'm Amrita and I run a travel experience company called Urban Sarai in Nashik. And welcome to Women Who Speak Heritage podcast. In the summer of 2020, as the entire world was under lockdown, I brewed some tea, sat in front of my phone, and met some incredible women every day at 4 p.m. through Instagram live sessions. We discussed heritage recipes, ancient monuments, the magical drinks gods love, Peshwa era fabrics, Art Deco architecture, and much, much more. These chats range from some very personal stories to solid professional advice for a creative entrepreneur. In this session, I'm talking to Smita Babar, an architect, urban conservationist, a researcher, and a solo traveler. We talk about her passion projects, her love for the city of Kolhapur, and all about her solo travels. So here we go. I actually got to know about you through your Instagram handle. So you know when you know somebody through uh, their social media, there is a personality. You know, you first imagine first you only see pictures, and then you imagine how this person would be. You are exactly like I had imagined you, and I love your Instagram handle. Let me tell you that. So uh, then I, you know, then I went back and we actually have a conversation, and I got to know that you are from the same school. But your first introduction was through your Instagram handle. Okay, so first of all, I should tell you that uh, I also love your work. I'm really thankful that uh, you appreciate my work. So it's a huge compliment for me. So Smita, welcome to Instagram Live Sessions, and I'm so glad that you could talk to us and share your journey. My journey starts with uh, a town called uh, Eklara Colony. Since I was a child, I all my early life I've stayed in Eklara Colony, which is near Nashik. It's on the outskirts of Nashik city. If you see the fabric of Eklara Colony, it's just similar buildings. There's a thermal power station, and then around it there are some. Uh, there is a colony where the people who work there live. My mother used to work there, so we used to live there. And uh, all the buildings were similar, and there was no kind of no identity to that, no no character to that uh, area at all. Uh, no historicity and nothing. When I came to Kolhapur city, we shifted to Kolhapur uh, when I was 16. Uh, when I saw Kolhapur, I I've been visiting Kolhapur all my life. We used to go there often. When I uh, when I shifted there finally, uh, and I started my studies in architecture, bachelor of architecture, I started looking at Kolhapur as something uh, as a beautiful city, uh, only as a beautiful city. I didn't have any idea about its uh, historicity or its significance or anything at all when i was studying architecture i was uh, um i was exposed to a competition where we used to document historic buildings and um, i used to like the detailing of historic buildings and that's it so uh, that was only my introduction to uh, the historic buildings and the um historic fabric of a city there was a time when um we went for a heritage walk in kolhapur city uh, with a historian i i just casually went there and um, he just, he showed us around i was so shocked to see that uh, that kolhapur has so much history so much of uh, richness you know, when it comes to its fabric when it comes when it comes to its culture and um, i wouldn't say i was not aware of it uh, by that time but i was i never appreciated it properly after the heritage walk which i attended with the historian i started to uh, notice the little little corners in the city and it was so full of history that i i thought this is something we should really work for and we should really preserve that's how uh, subconsciously i started uh, 
appreciating history and subconsciously i had decided that i have to do something for this in the future i didn't know what but i wanted to do something about it that was the point uh, i remember kolhapur is again a princely state kolhapur's uh, prince who was shahu maharaj who is uh, a renowned uh, social reformer also he did a lot of work regarding uh, when it comes to crafts and uh, arts all kinds of arts maybe painting performing arts sculptures or uh, theater everything so because of him and because of he used to patronize uh, all these art forms so because of that there is a there was a rich culture already very vibrant in this city in kolhapur and i got i started getting attracted to that and the main reason behind my attraction towards that also should be the fact that uh, i was exposed to various types of arts since my childhood because my father used uh, he was a painter he was uh, he used to uh, play all instruments he uh, used to take me around to all kinds of classical uh, classical singing classes harmonium classes and all those things and i was learning it from a very uh, small age i also was learning kathak because of all these things and because of all this ex- all this exposure that instinct to see art to follow art or uh, to learn to keep learning it because there's no end to it you you can just um, learn all these art forms for years and years it started getting stronger i think at that point did you know anything about urban conservation that something like that exists <laughs> uh not at all i didn't know uh, anything about urban conservation when i finished my archi- uh, architecture studies i was doing the general architectural practice at some architectural firms but then i was i had this urge uh, from inside that i have to do something more in life the journey of my introspection started uh, over there i'd say so i was uh, i was thinking what should i do ahead in life that's when i came to know about heritage conservation field and then when i was searching for uh, institutes all around the world uh, which are related to this field i came to know that in mumbai there is this uh, institute which deals with urban conservation studies i i was so intrigued to see that uh, that term urban conservation because i had never heard of it before and uh, i thought it's it's amazing that uh, you have to you get to conserve something and that to at a city level not only it is not related to only buildings so that was the most fascinating thing for me and that's why i chose the institute in mumbai and um, after that i worked in mumbai for a couple of years uh, with uh, uh, with an institution called urban design research institute and uh, also i worked on uh, art deco buildings a bit and basically okay. i'm a researcher and uh, now i'm in delhi i'm working at uh, indian national trust for art and cultural heritage which is uh, intac which is known as intac Okay so what is urban conservation and uh, what do you exactly do when you say that you're an urban conservationist is it just a fancy okay. term <laughs> yeah you can say that also because uh, in india actually if you say uh, if you see uh, heritage conservation itself is a very new term we have asi uh, very active since many years but uh, still but yeah. when it comes to heritage conservation it's not that popular if you look at urban conservation urban conservation is again a kind of you can say uh, a, a, another category of it so uh, by urban conservation what i mean is uh, urban uh, looking at heritage through an urban uh, lens you can say not only the building level architecture mm-hmm. uh, what urban conservation means is um, 
if you look at if you if i show you a picture of a building uh, of, a, of a modern building and if i ask you from which city this building is so uh, would you be able to answer it uh, just by looking at a at a new modern building no not really most of the indian cities have a historic core area and uh, if you look at if you go to uh, maybe kolkata chennai delhi and uh, if you see the pictures of the these old areas you will understand that oh this city is this but um, nowadays we are totally losing it and uh, if that building that building can be in singapore also that can be in mumbai also in delhi also so uh, what as an urban conservationist uh, my role is how the cities should not lose uh, how we can save the uh the character of the city the um the unique identities of the cities so uh, this is one point and also um if you start building new uh, buildings in a city uh, it is a huge uh, environmental impact which we tend to uh, just ignore as i mean very casually but it is a huge impact uh, if you look at water and everything the energy and uh, everything and um, so that is another thing thing and uh, this is also related to sustainability right uh, because sustainability is uh, if you look at the the simple definition of sustainability that is, uh, so the definition goes like the consumption of the resources today in a way that you are keeping it safe for the next generations also so uh, this is sustainability and uh, this this thing also comes under urban conservation that uh, we should be very considerate with our resources and uh, the next point is uh, about urban conservation is uh, the communities mm-hmm. the communities which live in these uh, historic areas so so it is important to uh, look after them and uh, it is important to see that they are not losing their uh, livelihoods because of the uh, globalization and also um if you say that see there is a trend of migration towards cities from the villages whenever a lot of people come to cities the infrastructure on this uh, in the cities get, get a lot pressurized this is not a good thing for anybody right so uh, for these people also who are coming from outside they also live in very uh, um, horrible situations because they there is no space and it's very expensive for them and also for the city people that uh, the there are a lot of issues involved but yeah but broadly speaking there are these issues um, which are addressed by uh, the study of urban conservation so basically i do research in these areas so the question is you no know, it's very fancy to talk about urban conservation heritage preservation that how you should preserve your heritage how it's beautiful how uh, how do people benefit from their heritage what does your research say yeah the first thing i which i want to clear here is um we whenever we say heritage we look at it as a monument or a huge uh, historic building but then uh, as an urban conservationist i would like to uh, stress upon the fact that uh, heritage is not only these monumental buildings but also in in our everyday lives our houses our old houses in historic areas or maybe um the way we eat our cuisine uh, our the way we dress our languages everything is part of heritage so again i'll come to the built part of where if i have a building in um the most uh, in a in a historic core area say um in any historic area in if i get to sell that building i am getting a huge sum so um why wouldn't i would why wouldn't i sell it right because even if there is there are a lot of memories attached to it and it is very historic it is very beautiful everything but if i need some money i will obviously sell it as a conservationist i can't say that don't do this don't 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 just sell it or don't pull it down or anything 
so what i can do is at my level i can try my best to give them to propose the government or something that there should be some incentives for these such kind of people it should give them some kind of benefit right this i can do about it and we should be able to monetize it in a in a smart way and which will also help conserve this heritage and also the person who is practicing it or person may be owning that building or something they also get benefit out of it so when yeah. you say heritage is it is there a time period that is defined in your terms that this is heritage or this building is before 1970 so this is heritage building is there anything like that whenever we see a building if there is uh, it is just 50 years old and uh, but some historic personality had lived there for a couple of years maybe so then that building should not um, we should consider that building as heritage because it has certain associations right. with it okay. yeah and also there are certain buildings where uh, there are some values attached there is maybe social values there are there are aesthetic values so it doesn't matter at all on the age of the buildings although uh, there are there are certain um, agencies involved certain government agencies involved they have their own set of regulations that uh to be a monument you have to, the building has to be 100 years old and when the listing was done that at that time it was 100 years old so there are okay. many complications in that okay if you see both tangible and intangible heritage have high um, historic values uh, social values aesthetic values scientific values but unfortunately we tend to ignore all this because our lives have become so fast and our attention span has gone for a toss so we just tend to ignore all these things uh, we don't we don't take notice of of why we are doing what we are doing so that is the thing i guess when it comes to money when it comes to the reason why we should conserve it or uh, why we should take care of all the heritage all kinds of heritage i think uh, we should find smart ways where people say that uh, i can't afford to uh conserve it or restore it or preserve it we should be smart enough to find out ways where it we can make make it affordable or uh, we can manage it when it comes to money um in this fast globalizing world uh it has become crucial to anchor heritage to something in order to make it survive today so therefore monitoring heritage is an impo- important topic of discussion today at the same time we have to be also conscious that it is not exploiting or demanding in any way for example um, uh, adaptive reuse uh, is a strategy which is used to generate income also and to also conserve historic structure uh, adaptive reuse is where uh, when there is a old building and uh, it is suppose it is not in use at all today but then you insert some kind of new function to it for example there is a there is an old building which is not used at all and you must have also seen these examples in your city also that a fashion designer came and he bought the building and he re- renewed it and he is using it and he has kept the historicity historic fabric alive but he has just done the interiors and he is using it now as his uh, studio and his uh, his showroom and all those things in this way what he is doing is he is retaining the historic fabric also and he is utilizing it uh, maybe the the original purpose of the building was not that but then he is putting a new purpose to that building which is ultimately saving the building and saving the historic fabric around it so uh, that is a good way actually it can increase the increase the prices of the properties around that building there are certain problems also associated associated with this thing but then we we should be uh, able to 
find out ways so that the best possible solution is found out we should be very sensitive when when it comes to taking out benefits from all kinds of heritage and having said that uh, we cannot force someone to conserve heritage there should be some incentives to be to make it viable for that owner also to be able to for him to be able to preserve it there can be some interventions uh, which can be proposed around making it beneficial for the owners or the practitioners of intangible cultural heritage also first of all there is a setback in our society which we observe today that people are not aware of the of the of any kind of heritage so if you make them aware in early stages of life if you talk to children about heritage if you take them around uh, historic sites not only big monuments but if you make them aware about your own ancestral home wherever it is they will get a sense of belonging that my previous generation used to live here i come from this uh, this is where i belong so that sense uh, comes and uh, which is very important for children we have to take pride in what we have and uh, we have to teach the future generation to do the same that's correct that's true actually if we don't know about you know what we are losing then i think it's very easy to let go of it so our uh, next question is about a community or uh, you know a, a, an area or a region in india who have actually successfully conserved their heritage and they are earning from it is there any any example that you can give that you are proud of you know and you want to replicate that model anywhere else there are certain uh, there are some models which are uh, which were implica- implemented here and there but there is no strong mm-hmm. example as such and at at a big level where we can uh, proudly say that the, this is happening in india because this is a very new concept and um, still people are researching on it how it can be implemented in india but then we can see that uh, there are certain there are some smaller models dajukta is saying that there is this nizamuddin basti revival project and uh, that is that's a good example yeah uh, it is a it is a good example where uh, there is this monument humayun's tomb and uh, which is restored and uh, in the in the restoration of that monument the community which lives around it that community is also engaged in the restoration of that monument and um, this community has been there since centuries and uh, there were many problems uh, going on with that community there was very high levels of uh, poverty there was unemployment lack of health and hygiene so um, because of this project there were some interventions done where this community was also empowered and uh, the organizations which initiated the project they started uh, various programs to to involve the local community in the project to uh, to elevate the overall quality of life of these people when you go to this go to visit this humayun's tomb uh, site uh, which is a monument when you go to such uh, heritage sites you need uh, you need a guide to take you around they have guide uh, they have uh, trained people from this basti nizamuddin basti to take you around and these are excellent guides who can take you around and who can give you all kinds of information about uh, the whole uh, project and the whole and the whole building complex and everything and uh, also there's a uh, women's group the these women come together they cook food and uh, they cater to various uh, events and all so uh, the traditional cuisine is also uh, emphasized on and you also are empowering these women so these examples are there but uh, 
there's a there's a huge need to kind of implement these kind of examples on a bigger scale and in all indian cities because we are such a rich country culturally that's true but i think this is a very interesting example because when the entire community comes together i think then only you can preserve something you know it's not a job of a single person or a single organization everybody that's has true. to come together and uh, do something about it and of course benefit through this so uh, when it comes to uh, restoration building restoration it is very much uh, we are practicing building restoration uh, nowadays a lot and uh, a lot of beautiful buildings are being restored all over india and uh, which is a very uh, positive sign we are slowly getting aware of it and uh, even uh, at city level also uh, the government is also taking some initiatives regarding it but when it comes to heritage economics aspect of it when you have to kind of create an economy around it around the historic fabric in a city that is uh, that is somewhere we are lagging behind i think in india so it is it is also a very completely new concept actually and there are some efforts being carried out to implement it in some cities in india but yet we are not there so uh, yeah. we i also remember uh, talking to you about a bombay where you worked a lot mainly uh, art deco buildings of bombay which are now actually uh, they are part of unesco world heritage site you said this multiple times that they are very under appreciated if you have to explain what art deco is and why we should look at art deco in a different light altogether what will you tell okay so we have to understand the history of the origin of art deco to understand why art deco is what art deco is when you look at history of art deco it was originated in france in uh, around 1920s art deco is a style of is a style uh, where you find a uh, graphic design also in this style you you find fashion you find cars jewelry furniture everything you can get in art deco style and um, it was 1920 when it shifted gradually towards buildings and uh, if you see the year 1920 we had a lot of problems globally it was a very tough time there was world war going on there was spanish flu and uh, if you also look at the indian situation we were also again politically very at a fragile situation where british were winding up their reign from india at this uncertain time and uh, such an speeded where uh, we were straight economically uh, the whole world was facing it at that time when you have a huge need for building houses uh, you have to accommodate a huge number of people and also again you have to be you don't have money what would you do so at that time art deco shifted to uh, buildings because it was not costly uh, and at the same time if you look at the traditional architecture it was costly and it took time to build it and at the same time in foreign countries this architecture was uh, developing and which was very simple but at the same time it was very uh, chic yeah i mean it was very uh, fashionable at that time so it came to these uh, the south mumbai area first and then um, yeah so people started building uh, with art deco so that they can build faster and then um, if you look at one building carefully um, especially in the south south mumbai and obviously art deco is there in almost all indian cities uh, because the movie theaters were also built at that at the same time it was movies watching movies in the cinema theater it was a new concept at that time so at the same time movie theaters were built in art deco styles so uh, you will see beautiful examples all over india uh, if you want to see art deco 
you have to see some movie theater old movie theater in your city and uh, so if you just uh, look at one building so i'll give you an example of a building uh, it was it is called sunshine if you look at the name uh, the name uh, which is written on the building the font of that name and the color scheme of the building and the grills and everything so everything uh, shows sun rays and mm. uh, yeah, the, the color scheme has sun uh, the shades of sun in it so um, this is how the the poetics of these building works so now um, when if, if you start reading a bit about it then you if you look at the these buildings or any art forms in these mm. uh, in this uh, style then you will understand the these nuances and then you'll start appreciating it and unfortunately mm. our school most of our schools don't uh, teach us uh, art appreciation so this is a problem for us to digest uh, this kind of thing and that's the reason uh, most of the art deco buildings in mumbai especially because i studied uh, the buildings in mumbai they are uh, raised down because people just don't know and uh, people are people uh, understand later that oh that was art deco building which they uh, which we raised down or oh, otherwise we would have just saved it you know uh, smita i had seen one photo uh, of on your instagram handle where you took one foreigner uh, lady around for a heritage walk so uh, you used to do it very often in bombay yeah yeah <laughs> i used to do that a lot um yeah and uh, i wanted to mention this point about uh, the unesco status of art deco precinct in bombay uh, the, so the art deco precinct in uh, in south mumbai has got this unesco um, tag which is very important because um, the community which lives here in these uh, art deco uh, buildings uh, around marine drive and especially around oval maidan they are so aware and they are so um, they take so much pride in their heritage and they take so much pride in the, that they live in these buildings that um, they have created uh, citizen groups and um, at one point of time uh, a few years back oval maidan was on, was in very bad shape and this group came together and they fought in the court because this oval maidan was with government and uh, it was not being taken care of properly so they fought in the court finally now they are they themselves are uh, taking care of the oval maidan which is there and um, around that these buildings are there and this community is very much active in taking decisions and um, uh, it was very much active during the nomination process of of the unesco uh, this thing this is a very good thing and this is the best example in india where you can see that ideally people should come around and they should do something for their for the for their own heritage where they are living and uh, they should take pride in it yeah that's why i appreciate this uh, a lot you know i have spent a, spent a lot of time in mumbai i have spent a lot of time in this area but i had no clue about the history and you know how these buildings were constructed and with what thought they were constructed and had i known a little about this history i think i would have definitely appreciated them more because i used to walk so much i, I remember walking there for hours you know and just looking at the buildings but i think it was my bad that i didn't spend any efforts or energy finding out about those buildings and i remember all the very emotional thoughts that used to come to my mind when i used to walk that area so i think everybody should uh, take a walk with an architect or you know and a researcher or a, or a very knowledgeable tour guide i think just to understand what is around them i think it's really really important but you know what uh, the thing is uh, i was i am an architect but even i was not aware of this history uh, which is associated with um, art deco style or or this area 
but when i started reading about it that's why i got to understand it and uh, i met a few people who were working uh, with these buildings that's why i understood the importance of this otherwise it is actually very difficult to understand uh, why why these buildings are important and uh, even to appreciate the beauty of these buildings it, we are not equipped to do that because uh, in our schools we were not properly taught um, how to appreciate art in any kind of art so it is just um, it is not our fault actually to not notice all these buildings uh before i forget i want to add one point because art deco art deco buildings looks very simple uh that's why uh, all over mumbai you will find uh, art deco buildings but um they were not appreciated they were not recognized and that's why they are being raised down a lot and we have lost a lot of art deco buildings and uh, because because of its simplicity and because of this lack of recognition it is very sad to lose this lose this kind of fabric you know and um, uh, have you met people who didn't know about all the history and you know after they raised the building then they got to know and then they were really sad has it happened yeah. to you have- yeah yeah i've met few people like this i met a gentleman who who had come for uh, to take a tour with us when we showed them around and uh, then he at the end he said uh, okay so um, i think my uh, my ancestral house uh, in juhu was also in art deco style and we have considerably changed it uh, just a few years back if i would have known i just i would have taken pride in it and i would have shown it to the world that i own a, a an art deco bungalow but then he the time has already gone so it was a very heartbreaking experience but we were glad that finally he at least knew what art deco is i think not not everybody is you know only thinking about money there's nothing wrong thinking about money in mumbai every inch is very precious but if yeah. you know at least you know if you have a little idea about your past and about your ancestors and who built this and why and how i think um, i would say 0.5% of people might consider uh, taking care of it and yeah that's right <laughs> okay so uh, first of all i love uh, taking people around and uh, showing them around in whatever city i'm living in uh, even i invite my friends over and uh, from other cities and i i ask them to i show them around so uh, i think it is very important to weave a story and um, it you just don't randomly show them around but you kind of weave a story why from where it all began and where we have reached now so that they understand the whole con- context also um, when it comes to uh, showing people around people from other countries also uh, it is important to make connections with the world uh, for example uh, whenever some event happened in india uh, in the city you are talking about at that time what was happening around the world what were the important events which happened during uh, at that time and what is the connection of those events to this so whenever you talk like that they also get intrigued and they they understand the uh, all the connections and um, they associate with it that is also important and i've had wonderful uh, uh, people who uh, i got an honor to host them and uh, show them around from all over the world so it was a beautiful experience and i also get to learn a lot from uh, most of these people yeah i'm sure you do 
सो आई सी अट ऑफ पिक्चर्स ऑन योर इंस्टाग्राम हैंडल फ्रॉम बनारस दे आर ब्यूटिफुल पिक्चर्स एंड आई लाइक द वे यू कैप्चर बिल्डिंग्स एक्चुअली स्पेशली दीज टाइनी लेन्स ऑफ बनारस एक्चुअली आई वॉज ऑन माई फर्स्ट सोलो ट्रिप इन यूपी उत्तर प्रदेश photography for me is basically to look at people's lives and um, to look at historic areas and uh, to look how the people and the communities living there have adapted to their to the to these areas that's why that makes me very curious and um, that's why i had planned this trip from right from vrindavan mathura and then um, to uh, lucknow and then uh, agra and banaras and kolkata so it was my route from Uh, west to east during that time i was i was so excited to go to banaras because obviously i've heard so much about it whenever i go to a new city i have to spend a spend some time to get familiar with the city so uh, first of all it it doesn't seem very friendly to you you get lost and you get frustrated that uh, where are the historic buildings and where can i find them where can i find people who are who are living there since many years and um, where can i find the authentic the the activities which are authentic to authentic to these areas and then uh, after one or two days you start getting the idea so i highly recommend people who want to take the idea of cities properly um i would recommend to go there at least four day, for four days uh, other than that you just it's just not fair for any city you visit to for your first solo travel uh, solo tour you chose up so what were <laughs> you thinking uh, i wanted to see uh, explore explore a few historic cities up has such beautiful mixture and uh, but for a single uh, solo traveler female traveler for the first time she is going on a solo trip and she chooses to go to up so did you think of your safety or not or you were you were very confident or you just went with the flow and figured it all out okay so uh, yeah so that's the thing actually um, uh, i wanted to explore a few historic cities and um, up has that uh, variety of culture which was which was very fascinating for me and um, i wanted to explore that as i started from uh, the braj culture which is there in the, in the uh, western part of up and then i i went to lucknow and then i went to uh, banaras so everywhere i found different people different cultures different food i was very fascinated by that when it comes to safety um i chose uh, i don't take uh, risks at all whenever i'm uh, i'm on trips so i was in touch with friends uh, who are from that region and uh, so my friends also get me in, got me in touch with their friends who are from that from those regions so everywhere i went i had somebody to contact and uh, through friends and friends of friends those people also uh, were in touch with me and uh, they were they also guided me that you should you should eat this you should go to that place and you should you can stay here and uh, i didn't feel very uh, insecure because um, that was a main that was a huge uh, support for me but uh, when i went to europe i never i didn't have that kind of support system for uh, around me that i have i know everybody uh, but still um, i uh, i never took risks and um, i was always very cautious with my uh, where i'm going and um, uh, with all my belongings and everything so it is it just takes common sense so the thing is uh, living in indian cities we are already and as women living in indian cities we are already very conscious about all these things we know how to conduct ourselves in public it's not a big deal at all and i would really urge uh, women who haven't traveled on their own to go on this journey and uh, explore new cities because it's just not difficult 
we are trained for this uh, since uh, we are a child because we have to take care of ourselves and um, women all over the world we have we know how to take care of ourselves i think <laughs> true very true so you traveled a lot in europe also and that is also solo traveling so what do you think is different when you travel with a group or with your spouse or your partner or any 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 company uh, apart from safety i'm not talking about safety any longer but you're an architect you're an urban conservationist and now you're going to a very beautiful historic city do you think if you have company you will spend time differently uh yeah totally at least for me it happens when whenever i have company i don't i don't seem to uh, observe uh, very properly to the extent that i would like to that's why um i also like to have company while uh, while traveling but whenever i have to explore a city properly and um, appreciate its beauty and uh, appreciate its character i prefer to go alone and um, uh, it is very enriching for me uh, there is a concept called a uh, sense of place sense of place is the historic character which you see the whatever you see all around the old buildings or the temples or whatever it is then it then there are the activities which are taking place around it how the uh, people are staying in those uh, in in historic houses how they are using the outdoor spaces and how uh, people are using the areas in and around the uh, the the temples or the churches or the the public places the plazas uh, all this comes under activities and then the third point which comes under sense of place is the memories attached to uh, any place whenever you go to any historic uh, city you have certain associations you have certain certain stories attached to every every corner you can say so uh, whenever you uh, whenever you have to see a city properly you uh, if you see these three things i think you you understand the city in a much better way and uh, i really like to photograph uh, all these uh, things and really i like to capture the sense of place of that uh, city so that is my main intention and at least that is my limitation that i can't um, achieve it whenever i have a company because i get distracted do you ever draw parallels between uh, what you see there and what you see here in india has it ever happened that you saw something and you were like oh my god i have seen this before yeah there are so many uh, parallels which i keep finding um, i would like to say that i haven't traveled a lot uh there is so there is so much uh, to see still but whatever i've traveled i would say that um, your mind subconsciously makes those connections even if it is uh, it is not a conscious decision i had uh, gone to this uh, village in portugal called nazare i saw that um, it's a it's a small village and it's a it's a coastal village and uh, people come there from all around the world for surfing basically and uh, the seafood is also very famous over there there there's one more fascinating thing about nazare because of which i visited it is uh, the women of nazare so uh, when i entered this this town i on the on the bus station itself i saw that uh, i saw these women and the, the women from that town uh, especially the old women they wear uh, seven layers of skirt you will automatically see that oh this is a this is a woman from nazare and she is a local woman here you will see you will find them all around the town and you will feel that they own the town and their attitude is so beautiful they do all kinds of things so when it, when i reached the bus station i saw some a few women and uh, they these women rent out how rent out rooms from their houses to the tourists which come over, who come over there and that's why they hold boards in their hands and uh, 
they just tell you uh, whenever you whenever they see a tourist they they see they tell them that uh, please come i'll show you the uh, the room and uh, you can rent it then i was just roaming around the town and i saw uh, such women sitting on the crossroads and uh, it, it it was just just the way uh, men sit at uh, the crossroads and the the chopals in in our indian cities they were owning that street and they were sitting over there watching people go by and having a good time having nice chat with their friends so it was very nice to see those women uh, making the best of that city and the women were everywhere they, they were they were selling fish they were selling uh, vegetables i don't remember any man any single man from that town because these women were so vibrant and um, i compared these women to the kohli women in india because um, the kohli women also have the same kind of attitude on their faces that they own the world and uh, which is so beautiful i love that and uh, they handle everything so beautifully their uh, their husbands go for fishing for um, a, a longer period of time and then they are the ones the women are the ones who handle the house who handle the the selling of the fish the way they negotiate with people it is so beautiful and it was so similar to these women in nazare so uh, it was beautiful to see that kind of a uh, uh, similarity they are so beautiful <laughs> all my questions are over i think you have answered very very in detail and very elaborate answers i'm very happy <laughs> and i got some gems out of you uh, i would really like to have more conversations about art deco but so let us plan another session for that i am i'm totally game sure. for that yeah but um i wanted to um, mention one point where um, um i want people to encourage um, uh, performing arts and uh, any kind of arts and crafts basically but uh, especially performing arts where, because um, nowadays we see that we have so many things to uh, entertain ourselves on the tip of tip of our fingers we have uh, netflix and uh, we have so many things our attention span has also gotten very low the performing arts it takes a lot of efforts to practice them and to revive them and keep and to to keep the continuation alive so i would really like to urge people to attend uh, live concerts and theater and um, because um, if you attend whenever you attend these there is a certain energy to it which which you won't get from sitting at home watching netflix or so or even going to the movie theater you won't get it if you look at the other situation the political situation the 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 conflicts because of religion and uh, uh, the social conflicts and everything if you are uh, somebody who knows uh, any kind of art you will be able to understand other person's opinion and uh, you will be able to uh, respect their opinion i think this is what happens this this kind of uh, very fundamental but very important change happens to you when you know some art i think any kind of art puts you in touch with yourself and i exactly. think that's look within you people say yeah that that's it <laughs> Yeah that's a really important thought actually uh, and I think we should end uh, on this on this thought and thank you so much for joining okay. us it was lovely <laughs> chatting with you and I would you know there are some um, points that you raised that you made I have not thought about them and I'm sure I'm going to you know mull over it and I am really hoping for many more sessions like this not always on Instagram we'll definitely meet I would love to meet you after this lockdown is over let's meet up Let's catch up. I had so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.